listening to the podcast Advertising Playbook, your resource to better understand and execute successful podcast ad campaigns. Hello and welcome to the podcast Advertising Playbook. I'm your host, Heather Osgood, and joining me today is Nick Grinowitz from True Native Media, our VP. Nick recently attended PodFest in Orlando, one of the bigger podcast events, and we wanted to just do kind of a quick recap of that event and um, share with you some of the knowledge that Nick gained uh, attending that. So welcome to the show, Nick. It's good to be back, Heather. And PodFest, as you mentioned, was a lot of fun in Orlando. It's right down the street for me, so it wasn't too much of a trip. But uh, the PodFest group always puts on a great event every single year. Yeah, I have no idea how many years they've been putting on the Nine. event. Nine. Okay. Next year is the 10-year anniversary. Okay, awesome, awesome. And Chris and Katie Kremitzos put that event on. Um, and it's, you know, I think it's great because as far as I understand, they really created the event as a creator's kind of conference. They wanted to invite podcasters of all sizes to come to the event. So I'm curious, kind of what was your take on the the show? Well, first of all, it was the largest attended PodFest in the history of the event. That's what Chris mentioned on the first night. Um, there were so many people there. And I think as we get out of, you know, the pandemic and events are kind of starting to, you know, open up again, you really kind of had that feeling from podcasters that they were just happy to be back. Uh, I was there last year. Uh, and I want to say that, you know, it was probably about another 25% attended, you know, in addition, um, it was just full of podcasters and it really ranges, you know, and what I like what PodFest does is they kind of have different tracks you can go on from monetization to audience growth. They had a special pro track this year for podcasters too. So, you know, there are podcasters in there that have been doing their show for, you know, 10, 15 years, maybe longer. And then there were many people that I spoke to that were starting their podcast next week and we're just learning how to kind of start things off so um it's always a fun event to get to kind of run that gamut from pod from podcaster to podcaster yeah for sure i always um crack up at that because you do it's like you've got these veterans right who've been doing it forever um and then always those folks that are like hey i'm gonna start a show and it cracks me up because i'm like man you are committed to this podcast mm -hmm. you haven't even started and you're you're attending a conference so that that's pretty cool what were some of your biggest takeaways from the event? Well, I think I think number one um, is just the increased growth that podcasting continues to see. Uh, there is kind of this narrative out there that, you know, the podcast boom has kind of happened and now it's shrinking, right? There have been some studies that have shown like there's been a reduction in the amount of podcasts that have been created. And I don't know. I mean, the it doesn't pass the eye test for me, at least. There were so many new podcasters that were excited about the industry. Uh, and as someone who has a background in content creation, I just love being around content creators. It's so much fun to kind of talk to them about their ideas, what they're going to do, how they're going to creatively attack things. So that was kind of a, a small, immediate takeaway that I had. But you know, I spent a lot of time kind of in the audience growth track uh, with podcasters. And, you know, that continues to be one of the top two questions that I get whenever I talk to a podcaster. I'm sure you do as well is number one, how do I make money doing this? And number two is how do I grow my audience? So I spent a lot of time kind of picking the brains of, you know, some of the experts or speakers that were there. And then also just some of the podcasters in terms of audience growth. That was a big thing that I kind of dove into while I was there. Audience growth is so important. And 
you know, when we talk about advertising, obviously you want to make sure that you're advertising on a show that has a sizable audience or you're not going to get a return. And I think it's really fascinating watching the growth of the industry because folks who started podcasts, you know, several years ago were able to build an audience, it seems like maybe more quickly than shows that have been more recently launched. But then it's it trips me out sometimes because then there'll be a show that I think, gosh, it's going to take a long time for this to grow and it'll just like, you know, boom. And all of a sudden they've got, you know, tons of downloads or on the flip side, sometimes I'll look at a show and I'll think, man, this show is really going to grow. You know, I know we had early conversations with um, a, you know, famous uh, kind of personality type. And I thought, oh, man, this person's show is just going to take off. And we've been watching it now for a couple of years and it just really hasn't. And so the question is always why. And, you know, obviously we've got lots of ideas and tips and tricks and things that we like to, um, you know, uh, just recommend that people try in order to grow their their audience. But I'm curious, were there any any takeaways that you thought were maybe new or interesting ideas on audience growth? Sure. I, I think, first of all, there has to be a content mindset as a podcaster. Mm -hmm. when When you're creating your show, you have to have kind of a mindset in terms of who is my audience um, and anyone that has spent time in content creation. That's a very easy question, but it's, it's a very difficult answer. So I've created this show. I have an idea. I have a topic or a subject. All right. So who am I speaking to and tailoring your uh, content to that person is important because that mm -hmm. audience is out there. Number one. Um, but the more and more conversations that I had just from a general side of things, Number one is, you know, promo swaps continue to be kind of the reigning king of growing your show, you know, reach out to other podcasters that, you know, your that are in your space and say, Hey, you know, I'd like to promote my show. Can, you know, would you like to pro promote your show on mine and kind of work through promo swaps? Number one, number two is good old fashioned, you know, by advertising on other podcasts, you know, mm -hmm. podcast listeners listen to podcasts. I know you've said that many times and you know, by putting your show on other shows that are like yours, we've, we've seen time and time again, that drives an audience. Um, mm -hmm. But the third thing that I heard while I was there that kind of was an, oh, that's interesting um, thing was a speaker that used the phrase, spend time with your audience. And I hadn't really thought about this, but, you know, podcasting can be you know, this kind of one way street where you're mm -hmm. talking at the audience. And then many times the audience kind of talks back to you, but you don't necessarily respond. And this can be in a comment section on a website. This can be, you know, via an email feed that you have, let's say, or of course, social media. Uh, and one of the speakers that was at Pod PodFest was talking about, you know, spend five, 10 minutes a day, just replying and talking to that audience. If you invest your time in them, other people will see that. And you'll build kind of more of a community there. Uh, and that community then, if it's in a public forum, will kind of also form together and you can kind of build that that real kind of diehard audience that that many podcasters are looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I love that recommendation so much because a big part of what I believe all podcasters need to cultivate is a level of engagement. So if you're just starting a show, you want to make sure that you've got an audience that is very dedicated to you. If you're a content creator, you probably have heard the phrase a thousand true fans, right? You want to build those true fans that are really dedicated to what it is that you're creating. And the engagement piece is so 
critical if you're thinking about monetizing your podcast through advertising, because the way I look at it, if you as a podcaster create some sort of a call to action, ask people to comment, you know, on your website or ask them to comment on a post on social media and you get crickets, that means that there isn't the level of engagement that you really need to create successful advertising campaigns. Creating that two-way dialogue with your audience is so crucial and so important. And, you know, I also think that one of, of the things that we're hearing from advertisers over and over lately is that they really are inter interested in more integrated campaigns where it's not just the podcast, but, you know, it's promotion on social media or in newsletters or on websites. So there's all of these opportunities with podcasts and creating um, not only that two-way dialogue, but creating monetization through the presence of ads across all these platforms. So I just really would recommend that podcasters think about really approaching their content creation strategy that way. And on the flip side, that advertisers think about looking at podcasts and looking at their levels of engagement, because when you see that, you really know that the, the show is going to convert. So it's kind of this, you know, really a, a system that works very symbi symbiotically together to engage your audience. The more engaged your audience is, the more they're going to listen to the show, the more they listen, the more they're going to recommend it, the larger your show will, will grow, the more advertisers that you'll get, the more advertisers that you'll keep. So it all kind of works hand in hand. Um, is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, exactly. Um, it, I mean, there are plenty of plenty of times I've I've heard the phrase I'd rather have you know one thousand dedicated fans than twenty thousand you know kind of aloof listeners right and while in podcasting advertisers are looking at those monthly download numbers or those audience numbers um you do need to get that return people need to mm -hmm. use the products if you're thinking about it from an advertising side of things but also when you do build those diehard fans you know, they start to do some of the work for you in terms of promoting your show. Hey, I love this podcast. You should listen to it too. Hey, I heard this this week on this show. Why don't you check it out? So it really is kind of, it's worth the investment in time, even if it is five to 10 minutes a day, or even some suggested, you know what, find yourself, um, you know, in a person that loves the show that doesn't mind answering some of the very easy questions. You know, if you have a larger audience, let's say, and you're getting thousands of comments, let's say, but that audience interaction, along with some other strategies can really help you grow and also maintain your audience as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I want to take a step back real quick and also touch on advertising. Um, I know that that isn't necessarily a new concept, but I will say that at True Native in the last year, we've run several campaigns for podcasters looking to grow audiences, and they really do seem to be very effective. Um, I can think of one show in particular that really just, it was just an independent podcaster. They reached out to us. We put together a campaign for them. Their audience increased significantly. They came back and did a second round of ads with some other shows because it had worked so well. I do think that when you're looking to put together a campaign to grow your audience, it's really important getting back to what you had said earlier, that you're very clear on who your listener is. Because if you don't know who your, your listener is, then you're going to spend a lot of money reaching people who may not might not listen to your show. So very important to know who you're targeting. But once you kind of identify
identify who you're targeting, looking at opportunities to advertise on other podcasts can really help boost your audience. Um, any other thoughts on that? I think that I, I, I agree with everything that you just said. And I, I think just one thing that I would want to kind of make sure that we accentuated is, you know, your audience is not just your genre. So if you are thinking right. of doing this, right, if you're a true crime podcast, running on other true crime podcasts is very important. But is your audience more female? Is it parents? Maybe you run on parenting podcasts, those types of things. So understanding that audience. And, you know, I do think that we don't talk about this much, but, you know, an audience survey is always important. If you're thinking about going out and kind of doing something like this, think about maybe just throwing a couple of questions out to your existing audience so you understand a little bit about who's listening. Um, I think all podcasts, you know, regardless of size at a specific point should be doing audience surveys you know, almost regularly, probably mm -hmm. yearly, just to get Absolutely. an idea of that audience that's coming in and out. But, you know, when you are kind of investing in your show and you're thinking about buying some promos on other podcasts, understand not just the genre your show's in, but your audience and who you're trying to attract. You have mm -hmm. to bait the right hook for the fish you want, basically. Right, right. I love that. That's great. No, it's totally true. And so you have to be really conscientious about what it is that you're doing in terms of who you're reaching so that you can can build that. And I totally agree with you. Um, so often people try to get too matchy-matchy. And when you think about advertising, too, if you're starting a mom podcast, another mom podcast might not want to advertise your show, right? Mm -hmm. They want people to listen to their show. Show. So, you know, it just depends, but being really clear about who it is that you want to listen to the show is an important step. Um, I know we had talked a little bit about help a reporter out and mm -hmm. um, that being, you know, something essentially on help a reporter out, you can uh, go onto the site and there are all of these different reporters across the country and maybe even the, the globe that are looking to write stories and you can go in there and say, hey, I'm an expert on this topic or that topic. And then of course you can share in your bio that you have a podcast. So I really do think that that kind of PR element, I know has been successful for us at True Native with the, the podcast advertising playbook, trying to get in other outlets um, where you are able to not only uh, create some uh, industry knowledge and expertise around yourself and what it is that you provide, but you really can drive traffic to your show in that way. Were there any other kind of PR suggestions that stood out to you? That was a big one, helpareporter.com. And I wish I remember the individual that suggested it was one of the speakers. Um, but looking for opportunities like that where you're solving a problem uh, for either a reporter or a news outlet that's also going to help promote your show, there are plenty of those out there. Um, you know, I, I come from the radio world and as someone who worked in both sports and news media, we're always looking for content. Yes. Uh, so if there's someone that you can interview, I think if you're a financial show or, you know, a, I would say, you know, a, a sports podcast, let's say, or a news podcast, and you kind of present yourself as an expert in a specific area, you know, go to something like helpareporter.com, reach out to your local news, especially if you're a locally focused podcast and you're looking to build, reach out to some of your local news outlets because all of those um, different sectors have been hit hard by layoffs. They don't have the resources mm -hmm. they once had. And you could almost trade promotion for your podcast in exchange for content for them. So I think there are some options there, but helpareporter.com was a cool one because you basically go on there and you can just pitch yourself as to why you'd be a good interview subject for these different reporters that are looking for online content or on-air content. 
Yes, absolutely. I definitely think that um, those are, are really great suggestions and ways to get yourself out. Um, anything else that that really kind of stood out to you that you want to point out? Yeah, I mean, from from PodFest, one of the big conversations, of course, was about our artificial intelligence, ChatGPT, <laughs> CapShow. Um, that really dominated a lot of some of the main topics. Uh, I went to an entire you know, kind of round table about what it's going to look like and options podcasters are going to have. And then a lot of side conversations just about what it's going to do. I don't think just to the podcast industry, but the content creation industry as a whole. So that was something really interesting to discuss. And I think for podcasters, it shouldn't be something that scares you in terms of I'm going to get run out of business or, you know, if you're, if you're a blogger or content creator, it's something that can help you save a lot of time in terms of writing your show notes, coming up with content for social media, those types of things. It can make a lot of podcasters' lives easier um, to kind of do some of the things that are time-consuming and a bit annoying. So I'm really curious if we're going to get to a place where the computers are creating content that the computer consumes, and then really like all of the people are going to be like out of the equation altogether. <laughs> computers writing for computers. That's exactly it. right. Like you're, you've got AI writing this blog post so that Google's bots can crawl that content so they can say that you're great so that the next bot can, <laughs> we'll just see how this ends, right? <laughs> that's when, that's when, when the droids show up, right? That's yes. when we've got R2D2 and C3PO and they're just having their own conversations. Yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, AI is, is amazing. And there, I know that Veritone is working on some some incredible AI for for voice voice podcast, and you can essentially take your voice and create your podcast in a whole different language. So uh, it's it's pretty amazing, and it's it's interesting to hear that that was a big topic at the conference. Yeah, and I I think that it's going to some of the options that are out there are also going to open up spaces for podcasters where they may not be as comfortable. Um, you know, I think about podcasters that are looking to branch out. You know, we talk about YouTube so much because mm -hmm. it, I think for podcasters that aren't on YouTube, you know, you're missing out on an opportunity, especially from a monetization standpoint and an audience growth standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's a huge discoverability tool. Yeah. But not everyone is comfortable in, in front of a camera. So there are AI tools that are out there that will create kind of an animated video for you that will, you know, match the two voices. I mean, you and I could be animated right now if we use this and we're not on camera necessarily. So you're not putting your face out there. You're not uncomfortable in front of a camera, but you have this visual um, resource to put mm -hmm. onto YouTube for people to watch, um, you know, that that can can be quite, a lucrative, but also another way for people to, to find your show. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really fascinating. Um, excellent. Well, I, I know that for myself, one of the things that I always enjoy about events is just the in-person nature of them. You know, we started as a remote company long before the pandemic. I know a lot of podcasters are podcasting by themselves. And I think that it can be very lonely when you're working on something by yourself in your house, in your closet or your basement or something, right? And getting to these events, meeting other people, hearing about what they have to say really is helpful. And I would say across the board for both podcasters as well as advertisers, these events are great places for you to go and learn about the industry as a whole. And I know that there are some events coming up and if folks haven't heard about them, we would recommend that they attend. What are some of the events that are coming up? 
Well, of course, podcast movement, uh, you know, March 7th to 10th is in Las Vegas. And then in August as well, um, they, they have it, they have it in Denver, um, mm-hmm. the exact dates that I think August 21st, the 24th. That's that right? correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And podcast movement is an event that I've attended since I got into the podcast industry and I would highly recommend it. I know that the event taking place in March in Las Vegas is their evolutions event. And from my experience, that does tend to be geared more toward the industry as opposed to, I would say like the hobbyist or kind of mm-hmm. startup podcaster. So if you had to choose between the event in Las Vegas and in March or the event in Denver in August, depending on where you're at in your podcast journey, I might recommend one or the other. So the one in March, again, really is great for industry conversations where the one in August in Denver does tend to be, I would say, more well-rounded. So it seems to me that the industry professionals usually attend that, but also you've got a, a lot of podcasters that are going to come to that event. Uh, the one in August will be larger than the one in March typically. Um, But I just, I highly recommend them. They really help you get connected to the industry. There are Mm -hmm. so many great seminars and, uh, you know, speaking uh, platforms that you can go to to listen to people share their knowledge. So I just really recommend them. Yeah, and I I know PodFest is doing kind of pop-up events across the country. You can check out where they're doing those. And then Mm -hmm. each genre has some sort of content creation event usually, whether it's a FinCon for finance and, um, you know, those types of shows or, you know, was it CrimeCon is the other one for a lot of our true crime podcasts go to that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think it's great to go to those, not just to, to kind of get that human interaction, but also you meet other podcasters that, are likely are, are likely are going through what you're going through in terms of solving some problems, audience growth, who knows, but or have and, and have some suggestions for you. So one mm-hmm. thing I love about the podcast industry is that people are so willing to help one another too. Um, it's just such a collaborative um, in, environment that that we're working in. So it's always fun to go to those. Yeah, absolutely. I love that about the podcast space so much. I mean, hopefully it isn't going to change too much. I mean, as we've got more dollars entering the space and larger corporations, I think you lose a little bit of that um, kind of intimacy. But right now, the podcast industry is just such a wonderful place to be. And everybody really is super helpful, especially if you're a podcaster. I mean, we just want podcasters to grow and create great content. And it really is a good exchange of ideas. I know that there's also some really great upfront events. I know that IAB does an upfront in May in New York, typically. So if you are in the advertising space, you do have to be, uh, it's an invite only, you have to be at a certain level. But if you're an agency and you're thinking about kind of dipping your toes more into podcasting, that's a really great chance to go and check out some of the up and coming uh, podcasts and what they're up to. So I, I would encourage you to look into that as well. Um, but yeah, just just can't say enough uh, good stuff about in-person events in the in the podcast space. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun to check out PodFest. Um, next year is their 10-year anniversary. Um, apparently, is going to be a huge blowout for them. They're really looking forward to it. And also, if you are interested in meeting other podcasters, the PodFest event is great because they do a huge networking event the first night uh, that it Mm -hmm. is there where you have a chance. I mean, I met 50 people in 15, 20 minutes, you know, it's just so much fun to get to meet all of these different people. So I can't recommend going to these events more. 
The other one that I missed is She Podcast. So oh, She right. Podcast is a group um, that's terrific. If you're a female podcaster or not, um, you can join in the She Podcast community on Facebook. And then I know that they're doing an event in June in DC. Yep. Um, and so that will also be a great event. I like that one because it does tend to be a little bit more intimate. Sometimes at these larger conferences, maybe you'll see somebody for like, two or three minutes and say hello, and then you won't see them again. We're at a, a smaller conference. You have the opportunity to have more in-depth conversations with folks. So that also is a good event that I would recommend. Yeah, it is. Uh, they were at PodFest as well, talking about that event. I'm excited for them. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Their first in-person event in quite a while for She yes. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. But well, thank you so much, Nick, for coming on the show today. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and certainly want to encourage folks to think about growing your podcast audience because that really is the first step to creating great podcast ad campaigns. If people want to connect with you, Nick, where's a good place for them to find you? Uh, they can, of course, find me um, at True Native Media. Uh, you can email me, nick at truenativemedia.com. Uh, and of course, you can find me on social media at GetNickG is where you can find me on Twitter if you want to have a conversation there, I guess, or LinkedIn. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and I hope that we will see you in person at an upcoming event. Take care and we will catch you again next time. Thank you for listening to the podcast to advertising playbook, your source to a better understanding of the podcast to advertising industry. 